Well, hello everyone and happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I want to, before I start, this is, I'm Jeff Heisner, I'm on staff here at uh, Shepherd's Gate, and I, first time doing this testimony, sharing this message, huge thank you to Christian McLean. So he made it real easy on me and gave me some huge, sage, wise advice. He told me, you can get up there and say nothing, you can say anything, it doesn't matter. All anyone's going to talk about is Pastor Tim on the drums. So, <laughs> Christian, thank you, thank you. You made it much easier, so much, much easier. Um, so I am on uh, Shepherd's Gate staff. I'm part of the uh, communications department, the award-winning communications department here at Shepherd's Gate. That's right. So just so there's not any confusion, there was the, uh, we got the Gutenberg Award, as you can see right there. It was not named after Steve Gutenberg, the leading man in police academy, and he was also in Cocoon as well. Instead, Pastor Craig filled me in. So when Pastor Craig was a little boy back in 1439, <laughs> he told me of a guy that lived down the street from him. His name was Johannes Gutenberg. And uh, he made this invention called the printing press. And that is what allowed the Bible to be mass produced. So um, if you want to draw comparisons to our communications department and Johannes Gutenberg, feel free. You know, remember though, we're the one with the award. So we've got that going for us, which is nice. Um, another interesting note about uh, my tenure here on staff at Shepherd's Gate is that I'm told in 38 years I'm the only person to ever have his job threatened while someone was up here preaching and, and giving their sermon. So Pastor Tim did that a little while back <laughs> when we dressed him up as Pope Tim. So I like the look. It's a pretty good look. He might be showing off a little too much chest. He could button that up one, maybe two more. But uh, uh, yeah, Pope Tim did that. And well, you know, sometimes as the communications department, we may take a few too many liberties with Pastor Tim. But, uh, you know, I guess I got some kissing up to do too, don't I? So maybe, uh, how about a round of applause for that drummer tonight, huh? Uh, all right, a little bit about myself. Uh, my family, you might be able to see next here. Yes, I outkicked my coverage on this one for sure. Um, that's my wife, Jody, daughter, Ella, Jackson, and in the background, that's our, uh, uh, our niece. That's Olivia. She's photobombing in there. <laughs> so we came back to Michigan. We are from uh, Arizona. We moved back just a couple years ago. Um, while in Arizona, the funny thing is that we knew all about Shepherd's Gate. So it's true, and we had never been here. However, um, it was about four years ago, a pastor of our church, at Gethsemane Lutheran Church, um, comes to my wife and I and asks, hey, we're going to throw a party. So my wife's this awesome party planner and does an amazing job. So we want to bring this guy in, and we want to kind of just woo him and make sure that we can get him to stay, and maybe he can become our next worship leader. So we do it, throw the party, and... He accepts the job after long deliberation. Um, turns out that guy was Nathan Hughes. Do you guys remember Nathan? Yeah. So we got a chance to work with Nathan alongside in Gethsemane in Arizona. And uh, so we got to hear all about Shepherd's Gate. So we would be in meetings and sermon message series things. And uh, he would tell us, we'd be kind of deciding on what we're going to do next. And Nathan would say, ah, I don't like that idea. Here's what Shepherd's Gate would do. No, that's not a good idea. Shepherd's Gate does it this way. So we got to hear all about Shepherd's Gate that way. So um, kind of the funny thing is, uh, two years ago, my wife gets a call 
from Channel 7, and they want her to come down and be their next executive producer in charge of investigative and special projects. So she gets that call. We're comfortable. We're living in Arizona. We love it there. We've got great friends, a great church. But I said, well, just listen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go down there. Take the interview. And she does and finds out the job is everything she ever wanted to do. So it's kind of cool. So um, we consider it. We pray about it. And we end up taking the job and moving down here. So you might ask, who leaves the valley of the sun for the valley of the clouds? <laughs> yeah, that would be us. So, <clears throat> and after hearing so much about Shepherd's Gate, we decided we have to check it out. So, and, and Nathan always encouraged us, you got to go check it out. You got to go check it out. So we did. Um, we liked it a lot. We loved it. So even though we live in Southfield, and we live in Southfield to be close to Jody's work, so we still make the trek. 30, 40 minutes, and then sometimes during construction season, which, does that ever end? Yeah, sometimes it approaches an hour. So if we're late for church here, you know, please show some mercy and forgiveness. <laughs> so after about uh, two months of coming here, one of the messages up there said they were looking for a video guy, someone to create some videos. And then they also had something about community relations. And I figured, I could do that. That's what I kind of did over at Gethsemane in Arizona. So talk with Pastor Tim, we meet, we go out to Vincetta Garage and Royal Oak and uh, had some great mac and cheese. If you haven't been there, the mac and cheese is amazing. One of my favorite dishes. So I talked to Tim about it and then meet with Lisa Jansen and they thought it might be a decent idea to hire me, which I'm grateful for. So that's kind of cool. But uh, Pastor John now says that I am the guy that was uh, the player to be named later in the Nathan Hughes, Gethsemane, <laughs> and Shepherd's Gate trade. And he reminds me that, boy, did we get the bad end of that trade. <laughs> he says it's kind of like that Babe Ruth trade, Red Sox, Yankees. So the Yankees go on to win seven World Series titles while the Babe is there. And then the Red Sox get the curse of the Bambino and don't win for 100 years. So Shepherd's Gate, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I do have a few sports references that I'll throw around from time to time, and uh, if you get them, that's awesome. Uh, the reason I do is because that was my life before communications and church communications. So uh, I was a longtime sports anchor and sports reporter, worked in Phoenix, also worked in Lansing, Flint, and at Fox 2 as well here in Detroit. So I spent plenty of time at the Silver Dome and then also at Ford Field later watching Brett Favre carve apart the Lions similar to grandma carving apart that turkey. And we'll probably see a little bit more of that, only it's the bears this week, right? So it made for an easy transition, though, when I got down to Phoenix and covering the Arizona Cardinals, and I had covered the Lions, because both those two NFL teams find new, interesting, and exciting ways to blow games and lose games, don't they? <laughs> say no more, just look at this year, right? So how does a sports anchor in Phoenix get here? Well, God's got a plan. And it wasn't my plan, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Reminds me of the old joke, is you want to make God laugh, what do you do? Tell him your plans. Yep, and he's been snickering ever since. So, <laughs> if someone would have asked, you know, would I be working here at Shepherd's Gate or in a church even? I might have had that same kind of reaction that God had. So, 
Not that I wasn't a believer. You know, I, I went to a Lutheran church growing up in Gross Point. It was St. James Lutheran Church. I was baptized. I was confirmed there. Uh, but being in TV as I was, uh, that job was all-consuming. It really was. That work-life balance kind of skewed heavily on the work. Anybody know working a job like that? So that's what, that's what we had. So it was all-encompassing. It was long hours. I did love it, though. You know, it was fun. Got to do some amazing things. Uh, and it was pretty much up to that point when I was in Arizona in 2010, pretty much everything I ever wanted to do. 2011 rolls around, and then we've got a couple of toddlers running around our house. So we hadn't had, my wife and I, hadn't had a decent night's sleep in a long, long time. So I'm working noon to midnight, you know, covering sports and working for the TV station, and then working on weekends as well. Meanwhile, my wife is working midnight to noon because she's going in as a reporter and she had the overnight shift and had to get up early for the morning newscast. So we're basically passing ships in the night and I'm grabbing the kids. Here you go, hon. Have one. Oh, we got another one. Take it. So, and she would give it back to me and noon rolled around or whenever it was. So, so I can remember um, we're in West Michigan and this is about the summer of 2011 and gorgeous little spot. That's Fremont Lake. My wife's family has a uh, house right there on the lake, and on the dock out there, uh, I'm sitting there and just kind of wondering, you know, this is pretty cool. This is awesome. Hearing the waves crash against the rocks and just all relaxed. And uh, then I think, oh, I got to go back to work in four days. And tension starts to build a little bit. And Ah, thinking about those long hours, the stress, deadlines every day. And I think what bugged me the most was I had to put on makeup twice a day. <laughs> Ladies, I know how you feel. I did not like that. So I'm not a huge fan. And I was just getting sick of it. So uh, I'm there, you know, on the perfect West Michigan day, kind of frustrated with the way things are going. And I say a prayer and ask God, you know, I think I'm ready for change. I think I'm ready. And now I wait a couple weeks to tell my wife. Not sure what she's going to say. But I know Pastor Tim comes up here every week and he talks about his wife. And he's got an amazing wife. And he talks about how great she is. So, yeah. I've got a pretty good one too. So I tell my wife and she's totally supportive. She's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm ready for a change as well. So we decide that we're going to start this business. So we start to make plans, thinking it's a good idea. Our plans don't necessarily mesh with his plans, though. So uh, we make plans. Jody gets out of her job. And then a year later, I'm going to get out of my job so I can still have that income coming in. And we've, you know, as she starts the business and everything. In the middle of contract negotiations, for me, for the next year, my boss and I are not exactly seeing eye to eye. So, things are kind of falling apart. My plans, eh, not doing so well. I talk with Jody and I ask her, oh, what should we do? So she just says, we're done, cut them off. Cut off negotiations, let's move on, we'll go at this full bore. So we decide to do it and we start up bottom line media coaching. So we've got a communications business and we don't know a lot about business. <laughs> so we are 
first-time business owners, and this is our first year in business. So now, remember, this is not the plan that I had. So I was supposed to stick around an extra year, and I can kind of still hear God snickering. You know, neither of us has that steady income coming in right now. So we're totally dependent on whatever we bring in. So we went from that two-family income to a startup business. So pretty scary. I can guarantee you it was very scary. And you know, one of those things that you hear from people, don't worry, God's going to provide. God will provide, right? He always does. Crazy thing was, he did. He did. There were sleepless nights. There were plenty of nights wondering where that next paycheck is coming in, you know? Um, we'd pray. We'd pray a lot. And suddenly, the next day, we'd wake up and the inbox would have a message. Hey, we need a proposal from you. Or we check the mailbox and that three-month overdue paycheck that was coming to us, supposedly, actually is there. It's magic. Crazy how that works. So the kids are starting to grow up a little bit, and we send them to that church and school, Gethsemane Lutheran out in Arizona. Great place. Um, they needed help to get the word out about who they were. So we decide to step up, and by the grace of God, they think that it's a good idea as well. So we go to work for Gethsemane Lutheran Church. That became our home and our family, and now this is our home and family. So it's worked out awesome. And along this crazy journey, a piece of scripture really sticks out to us. It sticks out to me. And it's Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for you to prosper and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Now, that doesn't mean everything's going to be all right all the time, does it? No. Yeah. And if you look at the entire book of Jeremiah and you talk a little bit about it and kind of see what it means, 29-11, so God exiles the Israelites out of their home for disobedience. So sometimes I wonder if God exiled us out of Phoenix for our disobedience. If you can see, next slide here. <laughs> Might be the proof right there, huh? So I want to thank my wife. She took this picture of me. Just the other day, a fancy robe, pajamas, sandals, a hat. Thank you, honey. Much appreciated. My favorite picture. So, and uh, yeah, that's what Arizona looks like right now, by the way. So <laughs> you might remember, you might not. It was this bad old movie called Kentucky Fried Movie from years ago. Um, silly, mindless comedy. And uh, there's a scene where there's a bad guy in there and they're looking for one way to torture the good guys and coming up with, with whatever, whatever they can. What's the worst thing we can do? He says, send them to Detroit. <laughs> so, <laughs> now I've got to tell you what though, Detroit has come a long way and it's an awesome place to be right now. So it really, truly is. And uh, we're blessed to be here. So getting back to Jeremiah, so God tells the Israelites that he wants them to rebuild where he put them, right? And then they will prosper. And that's what we've had the chance to do here now that we've been back, been part of this awesome church. Uh, the kids, Ella and Jackson, have had transitioned into a great school, um, and they love it, and they did it real easily, and we built a home back here, and it's been really cool. So I've been blessed so much to grow in my faith. Uh, and as a person learning from Pastor Troy and the folks in Arizona, 
Pastors Tim and Pastor John and everybody here at Shepherd's Gate that I see on a weekly basis and, and more. Um, <clears throat> and I think the main thing I've learned is to trust God's plan. So that's not easy, though. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy for a sarcastic, cynical journalist, right, who's always looking for the truth. It's got to be black or white. There's no gray area there. So one of the things I want to tell you, I want to encourage you, when God lays out his plans for you, don't close yourself off to it. Amen. Think about it. Pray about it. Consider it. Because God's plans can be pretty awesome. Uh, you know, I've seen God's plan in action in the year and a half or two years that we've been back here in Michigan. Um, who would have thought that God's plan works over a New England-style IPA or a peanut buddy porter? So... You might know I help out in Bibles and Brew, kind of host the thing. So last October, or this October, I'm running around like a chicken with his head cut off and trying to make sure anybody knew, you know, okay, you've got the Bible study, you know what you're doing, I want to introduce this guy to this guy and make sure everybody's got a table to sit, everybody's comfortable and everything, and I'm here and there, and the guy stops me, grabs my hand, shakes it. I'm still kind of, gotta go, can't stay, I gotta make sure everyone's ready and everything. So he says, thank you. I'm still kind of, okay, um, you're welcome. Says, no, thank you. So I got to tell you, uh, he says, if it weren't for these monthly get-togethers, I wouldn't be back in church. I wouldn't have had the courage to come back. So it was kind of cool. He later shares how good it's been for him and how many relationships he struck up with people because of it. So I'm kind of blown away. One of those things, those God's, God's plan for us to prosper. Plenty of other stories about God's plan and us being back here. Um, we've been able to be here in some tough family times as well. So uh, Jody's dad is having a health scare, and it's good to be back here, good to be there for him and for all the other family members that are back here in southeast Michigan. So another part of God's plan as well. And since we've been back to my work-life balance has changed quite a bit, and I've been able to be a better dad. I can help coach the kids' basketball teams, and sometimes they like that, and sometimes they don't. They don't like it when I bark at them. Stop turning the ball over, Ella. Jackson, hustle, hustle. But it's been cool. It's been great. So, and I get a chance to do that a little bit with them, and uh, just spending that quality time with them in our crazy, hectic lives has been really cool. So, tomorrow, with Thanksgiving coming, you know, there might be some family tension that you guys are worried about, that we're worried about. Um, there might be that family member who's missing. Um, could it be the stress of trying to get through the holidays? But I want you to remember, during those moments, to trust in God's plan. Remember that He has plans for you to prosper. So, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Um, why don't we say a prayer right now? Dear Lord, we thank you for all your plans for us to prosper. We thank you for all the ways that you work in our lives and on our hearts. Continue to pour out your spirit into us so that we can be open to your plans. We pray for those who will be traveling this holiday weekend. Be with them in their travels. Help them to get to their destination, destination safely. And we ask that you be with all of us this Thanksgiving. We are so thankful and so grateful 
for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.